This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, August 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's Save Lines. Campaigning in farm country. Beef deal has its limits. Protect quotas, growers told. And school lunch number eludes Stabenow. In the week ahead, candidates descend on Iowa. It's that time the year, every four years, when the Iowa State Fair rolls around and presidential candidates descend on that state, seeking in part to burnish their creds on ag and rural policy. Virtually every Democratic candidate, major and minor, will be at the fair starting Thursday through the weekend. The candidates also will be crisscrossing Iowa, and some of them will be stopping at farms to talk ag and rural policy. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren will be visiting a prominent organic operation. California Senator Kamala Harris' Iowa schedule includes a visit with producers at a small farm that sells grass-finished Angus beef and chemical-free produce. Also coming this week, FDA is expected to release a report today on antibiotic usage on farms. The public comment period closes tomorrow on USDA's proposal to streamline its regulation of biotech crops, and Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue is attending a listening session hosted by House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota at FarmFest in western Minnesota on Wednesday. What's next for the U.S.-EU beef deal? A deal to boost U.S. beef exports to the European Union has a few steps to clear before American producers can take full advantage of the expanded market access. Under a deal announced in June but signed on Friday, U.S. beef is allocated about 80% of the tariff rate quota for European beef imports. But the deal still requires sign-off from the European Parliament, which should happen this fall, according to National Cattlemen's Beef Association trade lobbyist Kent Backus. This is something the European Commission had to get authorization to negotiate, first of all, and they had to stay within those parameters, Backus told AgriPulse. The deal is limited to hormone-free beef. Ideally, the TRQ would be open to hormone-treated product, Backus said. We see this as a great step forward, but obviously we want to have that conversation about opening up the European Union to all of U.S. beef. Well, there's no sign of progress in the U.S.-EU trade deal. President Donald Trump warned on Friday that a full-blown free trade agreement with the European Union will be much harder to do than the beef agreement. The U.S. and EU are still deadlocked over whether or not Europe's agriculture restrictions will be addressed in FDA talks. Europe remains dead set against the idea. EU officials have recoiled at Trump's past threats to levy automobile tariffs, but he did so again on Friday and suggested that the beef agreement may have been a result of Europe's fear of those tariffs. Sugar growers urge to protect import curbs. Don't wreck your market by doing what the European Union has done. That's the message Patrick Chatney, a longtime British sugar industry consultant, will give U.S. sugar producers and processors this week at their sweetener symposium in Asheville, North Carolina. Ahead of the meeting, Chatney briefed AgriPulse on his analysis of Europe's sugar industry since the EU completed its phase-out of sugar production and import quotas in late 2017. Without the planting limits, production quickly soared more than 20%, and Europe's refined sugar price has thus plummeted from 27 cents a pound in 2017 to just 16 cents a pound early this year. 
The immediate effects of liberalization have been catastrophic for the EU sugar industry and its competitors, he says. He also says a sound domestic sugar industry needs to be safeguarded from international sugar prices and import quotas and tariffs are the best way to do that. Stab it out. No clear answer on SNAP rule impact. The top Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, says she's been unable to get an answer on the number of children who would lose automatic eligibility for the National School Lunch Program because of a proposed rule that would knock their families off of food stamps. The rule has the effect of lowering income limits in many states for both the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program as well as the School Lunch Assistance. House Education and Labor Committee Chairman Bobby Scott of Virginia says USDA officials told his staff that 500,000 kids would be affected. Stabenow says she's aware of that estimate but hasn't been able to get a solid number from USDA. She said, we're trying to pin them down. We don't know the ramifications of what we're doing. Gulf dead zone larger this year due to floods. Nutrients carried by Midwestern floods this spring and early summer helped to contribute to a dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico of nearly 7,000 square miles, according to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, has determined. This year's hypoxic zone, an area of low oxygen that can kill fish and marine life, is the eighth largest on record, much larger than the five-year average of 5,770 square miles. The appearance of Hurricane Barry shortly before the zone was measured reduced its size. NOAA had predicted in June it would be 7,829 square miles. But LSU professor Nancy Rabelais, who led the mapping mission, said the zone is expanding rapidly. Bottom line, Bill Northy, USDA Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, says a lot of progress is being made in reducing the nutrient load into the Gulf through the planting of cover crops and restoration of wetlands. But he said, this is a complex issue. It's going to take a long time. Time running out in EU for pesticide. Chlorpyrifos, a widely used insecticide that is on the chopping block in at least three states, has taken a hit across the pond where the European Food Safety Authority says no safe exposure level can be set for the substance. Chlorpyrifos is approved in the European Union until January. EPA recently decided to allow continued use of chlorpyrifos, but Hawaii and New York have bans that will go into effect in 2022 and 2021, respectively. California's in the process of banning it. Chlorpyrifos registrant Corteva Agriscience, which sells the product under the trade name Lorsban, said it fundamentally disagrees with the EFSA. No active ingredient has been more thoroughly researched than chlorpyrifos, and the EFSA conclusions do not match the conclusions of other major regulatory bodies, including the US EPA, Australia APVMA, or the World Health Organization according to the company. Here's today's He Said It. What a wonderful way to sort of streamline government and do what we haven't been able to do for a long time. That Mick Mulvaney, the president's budget chief and acting chief of staff, on how relocating the USDA's Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture made it possible to cut their workforces. Mulvaney made the remark at a GOP event in his home state of South Carolina, according to the Washington Examiner. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, August 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.